This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little pumpernickel slices. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another brand new Thursday show. The reaction so far has been very positive. I love that you guys love listening to Gary and me ramble. And by the way, I was so worried that last week's show was awful and inarticulate. And it turns out it was pretty excellent, if I do say so myself, which I just did. Now, maybe I have an overly flattering sense of self. I don't think so. I like to think that I am hard on myself, but everyone else loves me, which is actually incredibly grandiose and a little bit narcissistic. Anyway, I want to tell you guys that I had the worst fucking day ever. It was like a day out of my past. Not that I had a horrible past, but just what happened to me is something that is the kind of thing that used to happen to me all the time. Allow me to explain. I have the worst sense of direction in the world, left and right. I'm actually, I feel like I have a sense of them now, but for the longest time, left and right made no sense to me because unlike up and down where there's gravity, so you could just, if you don't know, you could just drop something, left and right, it's all relative. There's nothing intrinsically left or right, and that bugs the fuck out of me. And also, I think I believed that a sense of direction is sort of like a sense of smell or something like it's just innate. Like my little sister... From the time she was three, I've been hearing how she has a great sense of direction because my dad, who also has the same shitty sense of direction that I have, she was able to direct him like from Redlands to Orange County and back or something, having only been there once. She was barely talking. That's not true. She was talking already. But the point is she has a great, quote, sense of direction. So I always thought she just like intuited where Redlands is and just kind of felt her way into it. And I think, no, it's actually you pay attention to landmarks or you have some kind of bird's eye view of where you're going. But I don't have that. So one of the things I was worried about when I moved back from New York was, holy shit, how the hell am I ever going to get anywhere? Because it used to involve a Thomas Guide and writing out the directions in big letters. And just it was just anxiety provoking. But then I realized, oh, you just get one of these GPS things. And uh, it's easy. But So I no longer use the little Garmin thing. I use an app on my phone called Waze, which uses crowdsourcing. By the way, I don't receive money from them, although I would like to, except perhaps not when they listen to what I'm about to say, because they fucked me. So anyway, uh, it uses crowdsourcing to, to give you a or to show you like the fastest way to get somewhere. And it shaves so much time off of my commute. Today, I was supposed to be somewhere at five o'clock. And according to Waze, when I typed in the address, it was only going to take me 26 minutes. So I left not a lot early, but a little bit early. And by the way, I don't leave huge cushions of time anymore because uh, now that I have Oliver the puppy, I'm always trying to stay home with him as much as I can. Not that I used to leave in a you know, huge cushion anyway, but now I cut everything a little bit closer. Anyway, I had been to this place once last year. So I get there and I realize, wait a minute, it, and it's like you are nearing your destination in its little 
evil ways voice. You are nearing your destination. And I look around and I'm in some crazy industrial place and there's just a big chain link fence and I have no idea where I am. And then I call them and I say, you're in Glendale, right? And they say, no, we're in. And they were very cagey on where they are. Here's a tip. Try to know where you are. They're like near Eagle Rock, but maybe Pasadena. I don't know what she said. But anyway, the point is I typed in the address and it took me to the wrong version of this address, even though I put in the zip code. So then I was typing it into my phone again and it was still giving me the same address. And at this point I was already late and I had it backed up in a way so that if I was late, I was going to get my taxes done. I don't mean to be mysterious about where I was going. Um, But if that ran late, then I was going to be late for work. So I kept putting in the thing with the city and the zip code, and it was still giving me the the wrong address or the, the right address, but the wrong place. And then I thought, well, now I'm completely screwed because I don't know how to possibly get to this place. I'm going to have to use <laughs> – for anyone who actually lives in a place where they don't have a lot of technology or is dealing with real problems like poverty, I realize these are not real problems. They're just my problems. So anyway, I had to use like – the Maps app or Google Maps or something, which doesn't give you turn by turn, or maybe it does, but it doesn't really help you in the same way Waze does. And I just, it, I was 40 minutes late. I kept getting on the five going the wrong direction. I don't know why that happened. And I wanted to cry. I I had almost a total meltdown. It was awful. Gary, do you have a good sense of direction? I do. What, can you explain that? Like what, how does it work for you? What is this? Do you, how, how do you get to places? Um, I don't know. I, I'm one of those, I can do it once and know. But are you actively paying attention and being like, okay, I just took a left. No. No. So it, so it truly is a sense. Yeah. A feel thing. Yeah. I can go somewhere one time and know how to get there three different ways. Wow. I'm really lucky. Do you right now in your head, do you have a sense of like where Glendale is in relation to Hollywood in relation to this in relation to that? Oh, Absolutely. I have no – I have I, zero I have, sense yeah. of any of that. No, it's more specific than that. I know like – I know the best ways to get to each part of Glendale from each of the other places you just named. I don't even know the parts of Glendale. Yeah. And you – have you always been like this? Yes. But did you ever consciously think about, okay, this part of Glendale is here and this is here and this is here or is it really just sort of you can – No, it just it's just there. Like you are with <laughs> – the irony of what I'm about to say, given the way I just totally couldn't get that sentence out. I was going to say, you are to directions as I am to words and that I just have a good feel for which words create which tone, except that then I couldn't get any words out and I was inarticulate. So now I can't use words and I also have no sense of direction. When you're the passenger and yeah, you're, you're a passenger going somewhere, are you paying attention all the time too? Uh, I think the answer to your question is yes, but I don't need to be paying attention in order to understand or to retain like where we've been or how we got there. Have you ever had this experience? And I'm going to guess it's no. You go somewhere, let's say it's some kind of meeting in a big building, and you nope. asked. <laughs> well, then never mind. <laughs> no, I'm just and go you ahead. asked to use the you you asked to use the restroom, and they're always like, "Oh yeah, you just go down the hall and then take a left and blah 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 and pass the blah 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 and the code is this." And then you get out and you realize there's just a whole bunch of cubicles and you don't know if you can even get back to where you were. And then there, you have no way of ever communicating to anyone and you might die. No, definitely not. I. You would no. just know. Yeah. You would just know. Yeah. Oh, God, I want a piece of that. I don't think it can be taught. I think it is just 
something that people have or they don't. And if you don't, you're like my like the people like me, we would have gone extinct if things had gone the way they were supposed to. I'm sure that there are exercises you could do to make yourself better at it. I'd I've be never... like trying to get to the surface of the water and I'd be paddling down, <laughs> digging the sand, trying to breathe. Yeah. yeah, there probably are. But see, like if I'm driving and someone – well, in the old days, people would be directing you. Now you'd just be using an app if it worked. Um, if I'm driving and someone is telling me how to take them home, I'm not even paying attention. I'm just doing left when they say left or right when they say right. I'm not even – like even that where where I'm getting a whole read of it, I don't pay attention. I don't like that. I don't like people directing me because they never do a good enough job. You would be a good cab driver. You probably hate riding in cabs because you don't like the way they go. No. Well, I don't like cabs in L.A. In New York, I can take myself out of it and just trust that they're going to fuck me over a little bit, but they'll right. get me there. Right. Even though I, I am conscious if – like, you know, they'll take tourists for a ride. So if I'm with my parents or something where it's very obvious, I'll, I've screamed at a couple cab drivers who try mm-hmm. to take us the long way. But, yeah, I don't know. I, do, you're right. I think you're right. I think that – at the baseline, it's something you either have or don't. Right. I'm sure you can get better at it if you don't, but I don't know how that would work. I've never needed to look into it. My initials are GPS. I know. Paul, right? That's the middle the middle initial? Patrick. Sorry. Oh, my God. You say my Twitter handle I every know. show. You know what's funny, though? To uh, change the topic quickly. When I tell people, like, over the phone, when I give them my uh, – my middle initial, I say – so I spell out my name, Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, and then I say M as in Mary. I don't know why because I could easily say M as in Michelle, which is my middle name. It's some weird um, – it, like my mom always says M as in – you know how some people always have their A is in this, B is in this. She always says M as in Mary and I just always say it for some reason. Yeah. I don't it's know. silly. It's less syllables. Mary and Michelle are the same. It's it's fewer letters, though. Yeah, I guess you're right. I wasn't thinking about that. Could what could what could Michelle sound like over the phone? Rochelle. M is in Rochelle. No, that's just insanity. All right. So anyway, that was awful, and it was a kind of awful I hadn't experienced in a really long time. I think we have an iTunes comment. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments, and don't forget to click five stars. All right, our iTunes comment of the week comes from Sergio Rodriguez, and it's titled Allison Rosen, the next Barbara Walters, with two question marks. But you, the answer is yes. Yeah. It's quite possible, if you ask me, that she's a great interviewer. Sorry, there's commas there that I didn't quite. <laughs> Where is that coming from? That's Jeff saying goodbye to Chris. I'll oh, sneak this out. Bye, Jeff. No, let's leave it in. Oh, that's good. He Jeff's a jokester. So we got to fill them in. Chris's last name is Loxamana, although a lot of people think it's Maxipata because of that other show I'm on. Um, so Jeff said, catch you, Loxamanana. <laughs> I kind of love that. That's good comedy right there. It's good. All right. So Sergio Rodriguez says, it's quite possible, referring to the... Barbara Walters thing. If you ask me, she's a great interviewer. I've been listening to her for a long time, and she never disappoints. I love how personal she gets with her guests. I think America, and possibly Canada, need to experience the Rosa Nation, what I call your podcast. 
I'll stop with the parentheses because he had been going parentheses mm-hmm, crazy. Mm-hmm. My point is just that she's fantastic and deserves more credit for what she does. And Gary is effing awesome too. Gio Lopez. Well, thank you. Okay, did I say something about Barbara Walters on this podcast ever or did he pull that out of thin air? Do you happen to remember, Gary? I don't recall I don't anything specific now. Because someone – Someone said that to me. You're like you, you're like a young Barbara Walters, and I was like, "Ooh, I like the sound of that." Maybe when I go to these general meetings that I don't like, and I have to sell myself. And and side note to that too, as well, uh, I have to. I don't think I should be talking about how I don't like general meetings. I feel like that's bad. And yet, I've already put it out there. So there you go. I just they um, they're very weird and unnatural. But if anyone would like to meet me in a general sense. Sure, I'm up for it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I should maybe I should try to use that and when I have to sell myself or something. Um, but so then it was really weird to hear. But then I decided, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna brand myself some other way. But I don't know how it's gonna be. But anyway, uh, so it's curious that he's saying that too. But anyway, thank you so much. I do, I do. It doesn't seem curious to me. You feel like I'm very young, Barbara Waltery. Yeah. Well, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, she's known as someone who people will open up to. Yeah, or she'll open them up. Right. She'll make them cry. I can make someone cry. but I, You swore you wouldn't tell them about that. <laughs> okay, so Gary, last time I was asking you how you came to the Adam Carolla show and you were saying that I know that story. And to a degree I might, other listeners might not. But here's what I'm wondering. When did you start listening to Adam Carolla? Uh, 10 or 11 years old. Wow. Love line. Mid 90s. Yeah. 10 or 11. And you were, did maybe, you feel I don't know, a little maybe bit? I, maybe I was 12. Were you listening to it or watching it? Listening. I didn't, I never, I, I've seen the TV show, but mm-hmm. radio. Hmm. Do you feel like listening to love line formed a lot of your sense of, uh, dating and the opposite sex and all that? Cause I did. Yeah. To a, yeah. Yeah. To a certain extent. For sure. All right. Yeah. No, they were very influential on me. I mean, both of them. And now you work with both of them. Yep. It's, uh, I've, I've said to a friend before that if you told a 13-year-old me that this is what I was doing, then I wouldn't believe it. That's probably true. So you gave your resume to someone at a live show, right? Yeah, the first uh, – This is when you were unhappily working with an evictions law firm? Correct. Uh, yeah, I went to the first ever live show, which was at the Irvine Improv, first ever live uh, podcast. and uh, That was with Teresa, my predecessor, right? Yes. Definitely. It definitely was. I'm just trying to make sure – I'm trying to remember if it was a podcast or just stand-up, but he wasn't doing stand-up yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, a, it was a podcast with Teresa. And uh, Do you happen to remember who the guest was? Did they have one? I wasn't paying attention to the show. Okay. I was down there specifically for this. Oh, really? I was sitting there. I sat there the whole show, but I didn't listen to any of it. I was so – so your plan was – because you wanted to work for the podcast or for Adam or – Yeah, for the podcast. Ha, did you have any sense that they were hiring or anything or you were really no. just being a – had you tried to contact them through email or – Yes, I – yeah. I tried to contact Shafi through Twitter. So you were an avid yeah. listener of the podcast and that's how you knew the different personalities and stuff? Yes. Is that – okay. So that's – I'm just – like, what made you decide that was a good idea? Obviously, it was a good idea. I'm impressed with how much of a go-getter, like what a go-getter, aggressive, aggressive in a good way, move that is. And I yeah, think a lot of people wonder, like, how do they get into into the industry? So, 
Well, I mean, basically, if you listen to enough of the Adam Carolla podcast or the Adam Carolla show, back then it was the podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times have you heard Adam tell the story about standing outside the elevator waiting for Jimmy? Right. So I was just like, well, why not take a shot at that? So I modeled it after him. Mm -hmm. But I didn't go straight to him because that didn't make sense. Right. Were you nervous? Yes, very. So you handed your, you gave your resume to someone, and then what was the time? How? It was Christmas. Uh, it was like Dece- it was right after my birthday. It was like like December, late teens in December, and uh, I told the person I wanted a job and I would work as an intern. And he said to he gave me an email address and told me to email my resume, and I had one, and I pulled it out and gave it to him. And he said, okay, now I'll give you the real email address. And he gave me a different email address and said to email him after the holidays. And I did like once every week or two. I why did, did, why did that unlock a different email address, do you think? He was very be- impressed that I was prepared yeah, and that I wanted something and had taken steps to – and he said it as much at the time – that I wanted something and had taken steps in advance to – you know, he said a lot of people come up to him and say they want to be an intern, but they've got three beers in them, and that's kind of the extent right. of where it goes. And the fact that I had come down there alone and had a resume was clearly, you know, I had put some thought into it. Where so, where was this resume on your body? I was wearing a jacket, and it was in the breast pocket. I didn't know breast – you had it folded up. Yeah, it was in an envelope. Okay, gotcha. Not, wow, snazzy. <laughs> <laughs> I went all out. I spent a whole 84 cents. On an envelope. Yeah. Did you do the thing where you licked it and sealed it or you just tucked it or I, neither? I tucked it. Yeah. I, Smart. I did the tuck. Yeah, you don't want to make him have to rip the envelope what if you possibly get a resume? paper cut. Exactly. That's happened to me before. I've ripped the edge of letters and, and whatnot. Yeah. So he was impressed. <clears throat> yeah. And he gave me an email address and told me to email him after the holidays and once every like week or two I did until like April when they finally called me back. You emailed once every week or two for four months. Uh huh. And would he respond? No. I don't think they ever responded. So were you just like, hey, it's me again? <laughs> I mean, in my own voice, but yeah, right. it was, but it was, you know, I had a, it was a multiple paragraph email almost every time and it was always a little, it was always different. The sentiments were the same, but it was different and it was, and the end of it was like, not going away. So, you know, send uh-huh. you another email in two weeks or call me. Like, I don't know. I mean. Was it like just reiterating your interest in working with the show? Yeah. But did you feel like, and I'm not suggesting you were annoying them at all, but I know that when I've been in situations where- I didn't care. So that didn't even enter. Because I always am, when I feel like, I'm impressed when other people are persistent and I think it actually gets things done. But when I have to be persistent, I very quickly begin to feel like, oh, I'm annoying them or I'm bugging them. And the truth is being on the other, being someone who- is the one on the receiving end of the persistence or the annoyance now it what what you think is going to is annoying and persistent is like at the point which the other person is like oh yeah i've been meaning to write them back yeah i you know i was offering to work for free i didn't right if i bugged them i figured i I would have been just as happy to a certain extent with a fuck off email Mm -hmm. because it would have closed the door at least right and while i was living in this limbo of like oh i'm really impressed with you to, you know, send me yeah. an email, we're looking for people, you know, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be forgotten about so that they could hire somebody else and, you know, not thinking about it. Right. That's so smart. Yeah. I, but, you know, foolhardy maybe I was, no, I hated I my, think... I hated my job and it was more about, 
I think it's good. I think that I used to do this thing, not always, but it's easier for me to fall into the thing where I think I'm just going to email once and then I'm going to let it go as sort of a sign of respect and they'll appreciate that I didn't hound them. When the truth is that, if anything, that makes it look to the person like you – it makes it look to the person like you don't want the thing that bad. Okay, so for the listeners, Rob just walked in. Rob was sent on a crazy – crazy mission this morning he had to drive up to napa and back in one day right that was yesterday oh today he had to wake up at seven and drive to phoenix and back oh my god yeah so he just walked in looking very very haggard how's he doing well you can see him behind you behind you me he's got his hands in his face he does not look very good Mm -mm. uh and i wonder how much his butt hurts he has a, a serious case of driver's butt I'm I'm sure he does. I'm not going to ask him because he's probably at the point where he would punch me. Yeah, he looks tired. Yeah, very. I feel for him. But yeah, he walked in and he looks just dead. And Chris started laughing. It distracted me. Sorry yeah. about that. That's okay. It distracted me too a little bit. Um, all right. I Well, the mention of driver's butt uh, makes me want to read this question if I could find it. I said that I would answer some questions uh, on Twitter, and then a lot have come in. So let's see. I got to find the Sorry, doing that thing. Oh, yeah, here we go. Do you ever get constipated and irregular on vacations? I hate that. Also, could be a just me or everyone. Yes, it could. Well, I sure do. Well, I have all every the, the whole situation just gets messed up. The minute I travel, and I have always ascribed it to anxiety flying, but then Adam, and I forget who the guest was. Was it Doug? I feel like it maybe was a guest before that. Where they were talking about just the need to fart nonstop on an airplane. Now, why did they – I forget why. Oh, no. They said it's because you're holding in your fart. Adam suggested it's because you're holding in your farts for the entire flight and when, you know, you got to like make up for lost fart time. But I was thinking maybe it's actually the pressure. Could the, pr- the pressurized cabin and all that mess with your delicate fart systems? I don't know. But yes, all I know is everything gets messed up the minute I travel, but I also am a pretty tra- – traveling makes me feel very unsettled. Looking forward to traveling with you tomorrow. <laughs> Yes. Now, does traveling unsettle you at all? Like, no. What are your emotions doing right now? Are they all good? <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned that I'm not prepared enough to do my job this weekend. Oh. Oh, for the, for the listeners who are wondering what we're talking about, we are flying to Phoenix tomorrow. But by the time you hear this, we will have, have already gone and come back. So I will have been farting in Gary's direction for two, air, two flights and a few days in Phoenix. It was glorious. <laughs> yeah. How were my farts? Pungent, Phoenixy, pungent and and dry, not unlike the weather in, <laughs> yeah. in Phoenix. Hot but dry. It's a right? it's a dry heat. Let's talk about this for a minute. I'm not looking forward to the weather in Phoenix, Gary. I don't even. Think I haven't even looked. It's uh, hot. Are you saying that on spec or have you looked? I've looked. What's hot? Like in the 80s or 90s? That's not hot for Phoenix. I think Everything 90s. is air conditioned to like 64 degrees. Oh, so we can just dress like it's normal human weather, not crazy Phoenix weather. Yeah. Okay. I'll look it up right now. This is a live, live checking the weather. (laughs) The one dull spot I thought 
potentially dull on the episode last week. I felt like maybe we talked about weather a little bit too long. I didn't think that was the most um, kinetic part of the show. So I'd like to bring that back. All right. Here we are. Looking up Phoenix. It's going to be 90 and 91. And you're saying that's that's not that hot? All right. Because is it like Las Vegas where everything's just super duper air conditioned? Yeah. More so, though. Have you... Okay, you went to college... In Tucson. Which is not Phoenix. It's 100 miles south of Phoenix. It's hotter than Phoenix. How do you feel about Phoenix? I like Phoenix. You don't have a rivalry because of the schools? I I mean, I know you're excited to go do these shows, I don't like the schools, but the city's great. Okay. Scottsdale's great. Tempe's a fine town if your IQ's a few points short. But (laughs) Phoenix in general, (laughs) I like like a lot. Well, I've never been there, so I'm looking forward to it. That was a joke, by the way. It's an ASU joke. You know, I don't I need to be like... attacked by Tempians who think that I'm. Can I drop a name for a minute? Here it goes. I'm direct messaging with Jim Gaffigan. Thank you. <laughs> Let's time that better. I'm direct. Wait, what time? Wait, should the cl- should that sound happen? When should it happen? Well, the name has to be dropped, and then it falls. I'm direct messaging with Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It's weird. I didn't know that he even follows me or knows who I am, and I have this sense that maybe he thinks I'm someone else. You know what else is weird? What? We're recording your show, and you're direct messaging with Jim Gaffigan. Well, I just received one. I, I, sorry. <laughs> I received one from him. I'm kidding. I'm just um, messing with you. Yeah. So anyway, back to Phoenix. What are we going to do on Saturday? I don't know. I mean, I will probably be doing work for the show Saturday night. I probably will, too, for some of the day. I, I, I don't know. I wanted to golf, but I didn't think that would send the right message on Sunday morning when I was loading my golf bag into the van with Ace. Perhaps not, no. So, I don't know. Movies, maybe? I have no have idea. you been on an airplane with Adam before? Nope. Okay. That, that makes it sound like I have something to say about that, and I don't. I actually have, but I wasn't sitting near him. But for some reason, I feel like... It would be, I would, would I be nervous? Not nervous, but it would just be like, oh, we're doing the podcast as opposed to, oh, I'm falling asleep and farting. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say there. I know. Sorry. I wish I hadn't even said that. I, I wish I could contribute. It's all right. What's going on in there? Sleepy Rob is now in there. Just sitting here. H- ask him how he's feeling. Allison would like to know how you're feeling. Um, I'm feeling just fucking like peaches, like a Fucking, I'm feeling great. I could do another 1,200 miles. There's, there's bitterness, sarcasm, a tiny bit of anger. I think, I think it's more than tiny. Oh, really? All right. So where were we? I think we have a couple. Oh, no, I was answering questions. That's what I was doing. All right. So there's the question about my bowels. That was a good one. Um, and trying to find it. I got all Jim Gaffiganated. Okay. Um, what's it, what is it like? Oh, bet on this one. Oh, sorry. The other question was from Lainey524, and this is bet on this one. What is it like working only with a bunch of manly men? Love you, by the way. Um, it is, it is, I'm so used to it at this point, honestly, that I don't even notice it. I, when I first walked, okay, so when I first walked in, I was very, my the juxtaposition was I had come from doing news in New York where they send a car and they take you, you get there and then they do your makeup and they do your hair 
and then they give you an IFB and they hold your hand and blah, 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 versus here where it's like a warehouse, there's one toilet and there at this point there were some girly mags in there, not that I care, but it's like there it, it's the most unglamorous place in the world and yet it's now it just feels fun and informal and like home, but it's very much like like imagine what you think of a very adult work environment. This doesn't feel like that. This feels more like um in a way collegiate. I don't know if if I really if that's exactly what I mean, but do you know what I mean, Gary? I do know what you mean. It is kind of collegiate around here. I mean, it's very feel better, Rob. See you later. It's a lot more informal dorm and room yes than cubicle. Yes. Um, and in terms of working with a bunch of manly men, <laughs> being yeah, well, they're yeah, exactly. Um, like if I if I need to borrow a tampon or something, I'm fucked. I just put it that way. Okay. Jeb417, are you the type of person who is able to cultivate multiple close friendships at once? I'm finding it harder to do as I get older. Yes, I am too. I feel like I don't put in the time necessary to maintain – well, you're talking about cultivating, but let's talk about maintaining – to maintain my good friendships. And as I get older, the friends that I really value are the ones where I can go a long time without seeing them or talking to them and then I see them and it's as if no time has passed – and if they call me and I don't call them back, then they don't hold it against me, which is like, – that's shitty of me. But there are friends where I feel like they're just under, they understand that I am not the best at returning calls and stuff and it's not a big deal. So, um, yeah, I do really – I miss a lot of my friends though and I hate that I don't have the time or don't make the time to stay in contact with them. All right, Eleni one one two three seven four. Are there that many other Alinis? That's what I want to know. Okay, Miracle Whip or Mayo? It's her birthday. Six digits. Oh, happy birthday in November! <laughs> <laughs> Miracle Whip or Mayo? Honestly, neither. I they, the way they're both kind of gelatinous and like just blob and globby that freaks me out cool ranch or nacho cheese doritos i could really go either way gary or bald brian oh please gary all the way these are the hard hitting these are the hard hitting questions we want answered all right gary miracle whip or mayo neither right yeah cool ranch or nacho cheese doritos i could go either way you or bald brian bald brian it's not you there it's that's like it's not even a good a good choice. Like I'm trying to think who's the most Garyest here besides Gary. Chris, maybe Gary or Chris. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who Matt, do you find the? I don't know. Yeah, no. I. Ugh. I don't. You're know. kind mean, of right in the center of Matt and Chris. Yeah, I mean the three of us are kind of equivalent. We're, we're we're probably the people to compare one another against if you're going to do that. But I'd prefer you didn't. Yeah. How would you like it if I Eileen or Allison Rosen? It's Alini. Oh, excuse me. But I don't think Alini would appreciate that. I don't know. It depends what your answer is. Um, my answer is Alini. 
Okay. Do you ever get frustrated with Adam talking over you, interrupting? I love him, but I want you to say something. Well, thank you, Mrs. Kelly Gosling. Honestly, I don't. People ask that. People say, do I get frustrated? It's another question that just came in, actually. Do I get frustrated with, that, I don't, that I'm not able to get through the news? Honestly, I'm not. Um, I, I mean, the whole point is really it's – it's, it's the Adam Carolla show and it's for him to comment on stuff. And I think if I were to do a whole story and then he were to say like meh, 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 <laughs> which sounds like if you take Beaker and slow him down, like that does not sound like Adam at all. If he were to just con- say a couple words, I would feel like I'm not this – is, this is not going right. So I think a day where I get through all of my news is a bad day. Okay. Um, Has that ever happened? Once. Like once. Or twice. And I probably... Well, I... I think the one time you're referring to, though, you got to the last story and then he said, let's wrap the news. I think there was was a time back when we were in the old studio. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's how, how rare it is. But also... I realized there was a time where I was getting through five to seven stories and I was like, okay, I've got to bring in more. Like the whole point from the beginning, the idea is always come in with more than you're going to get to in case, in case we happen to um, get through all of it, which never happens though. And then I walk around with these stories that are evergreens. I walk around with them for a while and then at a certain point, it's like, okay, well, I'm never going to do this one. What was that vocal fry? (laughs) Remember how long vocal fry was in the hopper? That was this thing that um, this phenomenon that linguists had discovered, which is young people were they were doing something like they were going like uh, I think at the end or like kind of squeaking or something, and we had a little audio of someone going uh, there. Uh, uh, I think I'm vocal frying. All right, um, thank you for those questions. There's plenty more that I will do next week and i think we had a couple emails but well read the ring email because i just think it's cute for some reason which might actually be patronizing all right this one comes from uh john graner and it's uh titled wedding ring allison i was listening to your latest show and you mentioned wearing wedding rings i'm probably one of your oldest listeners i'm 61 i was married 36 years ago I could not wear my ring because I had an allergy to it. My finger under the ring broke out in blisters no matter what I did. So I put it in a drawer and did not wear it until a couple of years ago after I had a stem cell transplant for lymphoma. Guess what? With my new marrow, my allergies changed, and I no longer have the allergy to the nickel in the ring. I now proudly wear my wedding ring with no problems. Amazing, huh? That is sweet. And congratulations, and thank you for listening and identifying yourself as possibly my oldest listener. I actually don't necessarily think you are, but I love that you're a listener and that you wrote in and shared your ring story. For anyone who's wondering what we're talking about, I said that my dad never wore, who is still married to my mom, but never wore a ring, and I grew up thinking that not all men wore rings, and then I've come to find out that, no, actually almost all married men wear rings, except some people that I know who are married don't. What the fuck? So that's what he's answering. All right, let's see. Is there anything else I need to say to you guys? Um, don't forget, you can get the bonus episode of Alice Rosen's Your New Best Friend live from the LA Podcast Festival. It's $1.99, and that is available in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Oh, I have... you. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably know, but I have, so I've started writing a column every week. It comes out on Tuesdays, and um, so far it's been – it's about me. Well, it's going to continue being about me, but so far 
It's also been about Oliver, my puppy, and a little bit about uh, my relationship. So if you want to read about me, it's a humor call. Well, they, they're they calling it humor, but it's not like laughs every line. It's like laughs every few lines. It's just, it's really, if you enjoy me, you'll enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy me, then you have bad taste in me. Um, yeah. And uh, follow me on Twitter. And then I, I tweet the link to that. Gary, is there anything we're leaving out? Anything we need to tell them? I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for enjoying the new Thursday show. And don't forget to listen Monday because that is going to be a great show. And it's um, there any reason I shouldn't tell them who it is? I should tell them who it is. Right? Sure. It's Aisha Tyler. And I really enjoy talking to her. And I really enjoy talking to you, Gary. And I really enjoy talking to you listeners. I love you guys. Bye. Hey, do you know? and Rose and Show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Alice and Rose and Show. Digital.